The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is TNA Knockout Gail Kim, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and expanding people too and all people. Oh, uh, hey everybody hey guys how are you welcome rough house podcast i'm marty i'm christoph merry christoph miss to you yes yes this uh is being recorded on christmas eve eve <laughs> which is apparently a thing now that people <laughs> people do uh, do people do that beyond me just saying it like an asshole is i've that, seen a bunch of people online posting about christmas eve eve and i'm like it's just sunday i, I don't i don't know wow wow yeah. Um, All right. Hey, uh, I mean, people, people milk the holidays for what they can. That's fair. And I imagine that there are some people who are like, ah, we're going to do our holiday thing over the weekend as opposed to doing it on Monday or Tuesday. So, you know, yeah, especially if you have to work on Christmas Eve all day and night like I do, which is super fun and exciting. Oh, but, dude, I am so sorry. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Well, yes. I don't know why our like my day job is open. I, I make calls to people across the country from yes. United Healthcare. Yes. Nobody in their right mind is going to answer an 855 number on Christmas Eve. I'm going to, no, I'm going to, I'm no, going to be very unsuccessful tomorrow in, in my work. And then, um, after that, I go to, uh, the goobs, Magoobies joke house mm-hmm. where Dolph Ziggler is coming in a couple months. Yes. Uh, Cause we do a, uh, comedy Cantonese, um, Jewish, uh, Christmas Eve thing with Chinese food that we all, it's mandatory. You have to work it. So there was no, no getting out of that. So that's, that's fun. Merry Christmas. Yeah. I, I have, I have zero room to talk. Uh, my, my day job is open, but for the first time in easily five years, I actually took the, the week of the holiday off. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So, uh, a whole uh, week, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely, by this time next week, our next record, I will be a strange human being. <laughs> I, I literally have because of the way the holidays fall and everything. I have yeah. 11 days straight off. Jesus. And I, yeah, at, at a point, I'm going to get real weird. Stop interacting with humans entirely. Because uh, unfortunately, my Life wife, goals. my wife who started a new job in the mm-hmm. fall, she can't take the time off. Right, so right, right. She will be working. So I will have no human interaction for hours at a time. That's actually kind of like the perfect day for me. 
completely <laughs> with you. Just just isolation. Uh, you know, a couple cats, maybe a cat yep, or two. Yep, definitely um, gonna have the cats around. And, and, and for me. my TV just going full blast for eleven days. That sounds like a dream to me. One day, I hope to attain such goals. Well, I can tell you one thing I won't be doing, which is going back and revisiting the six hours of WWE live programming. That was TLC 2018. Sorry, it's probably closer to five than six. Um, Not that it was a bad show. I I, I gotta say, uh, looking back on it, TLC 2018, a decent show. Although yeah. really you could have just watched the last hour and, and been more than fine. Yeah. I wish I would have done that. It was yeah. just, this is long even. And I even didn't even start till seven. I just watched the four hours. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't and watch the, the pre-show stuff. Yeah. Which I heard the cruiser weight match as, as you would expect was good. Not Australia. Good, but good nonetheless. Yeah. Um, but I, I just haven't, you know, really felt the, the, the need to go back and, and watch it again. Um, I mean, and, to be fair, at Survivor Series, they told us flat out the pre-show doesn't count. This is so, true. This is true. Although, although we are in a new era of the WWE, oh, God. Maybe, maybe the pre-shows count now. Oh, uh, we'll God. talk more about that Damn in the video. Um, but yeah, TLC really, if you just watch, I'll say maybe the last hour and a half, because the last three matches were a bit lengthy. Uh, the main event section, as I will call sure, it, sure. kind of a sit sh- shit sandwich of a main event section. As Shockingly had, enough, yes. As you had two great matches, bookending a shit match. Um, but uh, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, one of the best WWE matches all year long. For sure. Uh, For definitely sure. delivered on, on all the hype, all the excitement leading up to it. Uh, up to and including that amazing promo Daniel Bryan cut day of. Oh, uh, man. I don't know where WWE now is broadcast. Is it a YouTube thing? Is it a Facebook thing? Not a clue. Uh, all I know is I saw it secondhand because it got posted all around the internet later. The the promo he cut about uh, consumerism and and selling crappy T-shirts and wanting to to rebelt the championship title uh, yes. because of Daisy the cow and uh, so goddamn good. I, w- so I want good. him to legitimately get rid of the WWE championship title and just have it be some kind of plant or something. Not like Dean Ambrose's hokey plant that he carried yeah, around yeah, in the yeah. Ambrose Asylum days, but something something like that, something very green, you know, something in between Dean Ambrose's plant and Cody Rhodes' uh, ring gimmick, kiss the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some, something in between that for, for Daniel Bryan, something very environmentally conscious. I don't know, maybe, a, maybe him, he can carry around a compostable toilet or something. Uh, <laughs> The WWE uh, crystal logo uh, emboss or bedazzled onto it. That I that I could get behind. See, I was picturing like the actual plates, but they're on a hemp uh, a hemp belt. <laughs> That's just as good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. With some maybe yeah. tie dyed. You know, oh yeah, you, you oh, push yeah. a button on it, and some Bob Marley plays, and a black light. You know, starts uh <laughs> start shining all over the place. Basically, any college dorm circa two thousand and two. I don't know exactly. if college dorms are still like that. Yeah. Um. But uh. But you know, there's time and place for everything. It's called college. Yeah. He's he's backstage with one of the interchangeable uh interviewers and they're like what's that smell and he's like ah i covered it in patchouli oil yeah. just, just uh, i've got some uh, i've got some peppermint sage incense <laughs> incense let's say incense incense burning in the back um you know it's just it just really sets the mood man lava <laughs> lamp you can get one at five below i saw one yesterday that's they're, true uh, they're that's super true. groovy man uh bean bag you... chair <laughs> he does his talk show segment from a beanbag chair 
Oh God, that'd be so great. <laughs> Just make him like full Hesher, you know, uh, call Daniel Bryan's fans the kind buds. Just like, <laughs> just go full bore. Uh, you think Brian smokes weed? Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. <laughs> okay, all right. If I, don't... Any, I mean, he's not like my A number one pick, Matt Riddle, Obviously, but he's yeah. definitely he's definitely in the top top 10 top 10 so you put him top 10 all right who else is yeah. in your top 10 let's 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 try and break uh, this down okay here. who who else in the wwe roster smokes weed i, um, I know randy orton does i know yeah randy, randy orton, orton probably does. definitely does i i would think that ambrose does um pretty confident he, on that one okay all right you think uh, renee dabbles with him? sure absolutely them back and forth absolutely uh our truth um <laughs> Uh, uh, you can probably get some cheap in Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah, where they're yeah. taking their vacation. Yeah, weird choice. I, I mean, knew you knew it had to be a joke. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. I knew it had to be a joke, but I thought I was going to say like Poughkeepsie or Columbus or right, right, know, wherever Peoria. the next show was. Yeah. Um. Oh God, who else probably smokes weed in the WWE roster? Uh, it, d- is it racist to say that Usos like? <laughs> <laughs> they seem like they could probably get down with some of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe uh, I don't, I'm kind of on the fence about Kevin Owens. I feel like, mm, yeah, it's probably more a Sami Zayn thing than a Kevin Owens. Oh, thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Zane. yeah. yeah. Uh, Owen Owens just crushes beer though. Just <laughs> crushes. Yeah, Molson's just double yeah, fisting exactly. Molson's all exactly. day. <laughs> Canadian <laughs> beers like moonshine. Hell yeah. <laughs> You'd think Kevin Owens actually owns a full denim suit or the Canadian tuxedo as it's known as. That's a lot of denim, bro. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of denim. You know, it's it's funny. Uh fat guys can never really look, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience here. Sure. Fat guys can never really look that good in a suit. It's only so good a fat guy can look in a suit. Yeah. You know, and I I was watching um before we started recording, I watched the first episode of the second season of Runaways on Hulu. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the big bad Julian McMahon, like always has these really great suits in and like, dudes, right, you right. Know, in, in fine shape. I'm like, I'll never look that good in a suit just cause I'm a fucking lard ass. Uh, and it's just something I have to accept. Um, but there's just, there's only just, just so good. You can, you can never really get extraordinary. You can only be ordinary. And the difference between extra and extraordinary is that little bit extra. Um, and you'll just, as a fat guy, you'll just never get there. It's just not possible. I'm sorry. Uh, to myself, I don't know why I just went down that rabbit hole, but hey, you self-loathing know what? cast right here. Hey, it's okay. And people who are probably self-loathing a bit today as <laughs> my foster cat jumps up in the background. Uh, that's for the Patreon video <laughs> subscribers there. Um, <laughs> uh, two <laughs> people who are probably feeling pretty rough today. Uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Ooh. Man, I feel so bad for Seth Rollins. Dude lit the world on fire this year. Yeah, uh, pretty much the entire year. He was him and AJ Styles were one and one A for for best performers of the entire calendar year, and then he just closed it out with this just heatless stinker of a, of a blow off that was supposed to be between him and Ambrose. It was just so flat. I want to know who agented that match, and and the reason why Mike I say that is. Probably. I don't know. Here's here's my problem with it. So this is supposed to be 
the big heated throwdown. Grudge match. Rollins and Ambrose. Yeah. Grudge match. Seth Rollins has wanted to get his hands on Dean Ambrose ever since Ambrose turned on him. Uh, the fateful night that Roman Reigns revealed he, his leukemia came back. Blah, 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 all that bullshit. And they fucking tie up. Yeah. Like. Yeah. What? It was, <laughs> like, it was, a, it was an, an average Raw match on a big pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah, and it's with two guys who we know can have decent brawls. I mean, that was the entirety of their post-Shield breakup feud. Yeah. Just crazy fucking brawls. Like, who can forget, like, the crazy... Uh, they, they made a Lumberjack match interesting, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, th there was a period of time where basically you just throw the two of them in the ring, whatever the stipulation was or wasn't, they would have a really entertaining match. And instead, you had this fucking shit show... And it just broke my heart because I was legitimately really looking forward to that match. Uh, and I'm almost wondering, like, okay, well, Dean has the belt now. Are they just, are they done? Are, is that it? Are we moving on? Right. And, you know, uh, the, if you believe the rumor mills that have been circulating uh, after the match, you know, you would have read that Vince McMahon was very, uh, un was very, I think, furious was the, uh, yeah. the leaked quote that is probably not true, but I'm sure he wasn't happy with it. Um, and then yeah. now the rumors are that they're uh, going to be readjusting WrestleMania plans without a Seth Rollins now because of this one match. I'm like, well, let's, let's slow the roll a little bit. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. That's, that's a little early. Uh, that's that's I, a little early there. Right now, one one tepid match is not uh, going to unmake uh, you know a championship caliber uh, performance or 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 possibility here. So I think that's a little bit of an exaggeration from uh, from the internet world there. But it it was disappointing, um, mm -hmm. and I, it's almost like they forgot why they were having a match in the first place. It was like, oh, we're, they were kind of going through the motions a little bit. There was there was no emotion. There was no real, um, I mean, to use the insider term, which I'm not, there was no heat. It was just like, yeah, they just went out there and, and just kind of did some moves. There wasn't a lot of, uh, of, of storytelling happening there that I caught. I, I, I mean, out. I mean, that match kind of showed between the matches before it and after it, what makes a good match versus what makes a great match. Right. You look at AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, you look at the TLC match, which followed and we'll get more into that in just a minute. In both instances, you had people who were, you can tell they were actively thinking about their, and, and I hate to use such a, such a like acting term, but their motivation, sure. why they were doing what they were doing in the ring. Daniel Bryan having this new style. You could tell he's constantly thinking about, you know, what's the next step? What's the next move? Yeah. Uh, and to double back to that props, Daniel Bryan kind of throwing back his like mid 2000s ring of honor heel days, completely yeah. with the small package. Yep. Mr. Small Very package. Yeah, Mr. Small package coming back. Um, in both of those matches, you could see these guys and gals were thinking about what am I doing? Why am I doing what I'm doing? And and they were, you know, their their actions were made better because of it. In the case of Ambrose versus Rollins, like you said, they were just going through the paces. Yeah, it, it was like, OK, now we're doing this segment. Now we're doing that segment. Now here's the part where Seth Rollins does his three dives to the outside. Da -da 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 -da. Right. It, it felt so lifeless. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because the crowd turned on them, but I'm thinking and maybe, you know, this is the perspective of a guy sitting in a comfortable computer chair yelling to the Internet. But 
if I'm out there and I'm performing and I'm not getting the crowd behind me, maybe I need to start doing things that would get the crowd behind right. me as opposed to continuing to, you know, punch the hole of what the next step is. Right. And yeah, it just it just felt so blase and just there. And it, and that's not what I expected. Yeah. And, you know, on top of what was happening in the ring, you had the very annoying commentary. Oh, of, God. Of Graves just badgering Renee about about everything that happens at home. And I really wish they wouldn't have have, have just made it, you know, part of the storyline that, that they're married in real life. I kind of wish, you know, everybody knew it was was real, but you didn't have to incorporate it into everything because then it just becomes this focal point, which is, you know, distracting in and of itself. And you add that on top of the, you know, very average uh, match that we had. And it was just a recipe for just a shit shit sandwich. I mean, this this shows how much I pay attention to modern sports when I bring down these two names. But would John Madden ever start badgering Pat Summerall about what's going on at home? Like, <laughs> well, Pat Summerall was, wasn't married to the quarterback of the Giants at the time. That's fair. But like, was that ever a discussion? No, they called the action in front of right. them. It's yeah. not that hard. Well, it's 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 not it's really not fair to to compare you know um to compare uh nfl broadcasts and wwe broadcasts it's a I, I recognize that they're different animals but i don't know i just feel like you know gorilla monsoon wasn't wasn't grilling bobby the brain heenan all the time about you know his his lifestyle outside the ring or whatever like they yes there were little comedic jabs here and there Sure. But they called the match. Yeah, they talked about what was going on in front of them. And yes, I recognize based on what we were just saying, there wasn't a lot going on in front of them. Yeah, so they had to probably just go off the <clears throat> reservation and do what worked best for them. But fuck, that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, it it was a stink fest, and you know, I I do feel really bad for Seth because you know now the most recent thing in everybody's mind is that stinker and not his stellar stellar year. Oh of, yeah, of in ring work. So uh, you know, and I'm sure he'll he'll bounce back. He's that versatile and, and good a performer too. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a bit disappointing, and for Dean to come back red hot and just root, cool off so quickly with the yeah. whole bean thing and the and the you know stupid gas mask thing which is still continuing and it's just uh it's a shit it's a shit show not a fan no not not into it no bad very not good but what was very good was that main event tlc match oscar becky lynch charlotte flair uh on on a year with amazing women's matches yeah the best of the year uh i i think for sure uh possibly the best women's match on main roster ever uh it at least it's got to be in the conversation it's definitely got to got to be up there um <clears throat> the thing about it is as coming from a non-performer's point of view here, is it easier or harder to look that good in a gimmick match? Because I feel like these three are probably the most three talented women on the entire roster. So a a plain wrestling match between the three of them would have been outstanding, but to to have it be filled with such crazy gimmicks, I guess it's harder uh, to get over. I don't know. Maybe it's easier to get over with all these gimmicks because you're just jumping off shit. Um, but uh, I, I, I really don't know the answer to that. I pose it to you. Please let me know uh, how right or wrong I am. Um, but, uh, but they really just 
were uh they came up with original spots uh it was mm-hmm. super super violent but they still told the story and it was it was just it was it was innovative and exciting and it really had that big fight feel which uh 100%. really uh helped add to the uh to the tone of the match you know i i think the thing that i i can give them the the biggest credit for is even some of the better women's matches i've seen uh and and i i try not to paint with too broad a brush here but a lot of times in women's wrestling matches you notice that there is a an awkwardness to the physicality yeah uh, not all women's wrestlers are cut from the same cloth as men's wrestlers just the their their spots don't necessarily seem to have the same fluidity and 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 execution level right this felt like just a male fight. female whatever awesome fight between yeah. three top tier athletes regardless of gender regardless of what was going on it absolutely ruled and even some of the spots that didn't go a hundred percent the way they should felt stronger for it i mean I, I think we've talked about this before uh you know both on the show and like when we do the rough house redos there are a few things i enjoy more than spots that don't look a hundred percent clean right. it makes it feel more like a fight because yeah, they're, they're real that, yeah, there's that tinge of ugliness to it. The uh, the spear not quite through the barricade is yeah. a perfect example of that. Where had it crumpled like everything else, yeah, it would have been impressive. But the fact that it just didn't didn't entirely get all of it, yeah, made it look so much more brutal, so much more violent. Yeah. Made Oscar look like a beast. Make sure made Charlotte look like even more one for throwing her through it. Like I, I loved that spot. And then also the the run back of the uh the Becky Lynch leg drop through the table that went horribly wrong. Turned into a shoot sent on there. Yeah. Uh, fucking hell. Charlotte, Charlotte <laughs> got destroyed on that. Yeah, yeah. She was like, on PG action yeah, there on the language. <laughs> yeah, they dumped the audio because rightfully so. She took the full brunt of that right to her yeah. gut. Oscar's like deuces. I'm out of here, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that was a great spot. The um, uh, Charlotte uh, going through Becky in the table off mm-hmm. the top rope was a great spot. Um, there was uh, there's just so so much great action in there, and it you know I, I think it probably went like what 15 20 minutes. Probably. I think it was closer to 20. Yeah. And it, it felt like five. Like I, I was, I was so drawn into it and mm-hmm. you know, I, I literally like, you know, in the match before I was kind of laying back and just, you know, whatever, scrolling through Twitter on my phone. But this match, I was like sitting on the edge and like, Oh you yeah. Know, like, fuck yeah. What's going to happen? Like, yeah, I was, I was right. so, I was so into it. And you know, as much as uh, the man has been catching fire and as much as Charlotte is a, as an outstanding um, athlete and really come into her own as the character recently, Oscar, you know, got up there and uh, like you, like you predicted, uh, got that title off and uh, is, is finally a champion on the main roster. It only took fucking year and a half. Yeah, yeah, I, and and it it is kind of cool to see, uh, you know, the way that they did it. I know some people were a little not super into Ronda Rousey being the catalyst, uh, mm-hmm. for Oscar winning. It felt like, uh, one of those things where everyone got a little bit more over because of it. Um, yeah. you know, 
you now have reason for Charlotte and Becky to want to go after Rhonda. You showed that Rhonda can play just as dirty as Becky and Charlotte. Um, it gave Asuka a logical reason for winning uh, because, you know, she's the one that had no had no issue with Rhonda, therefore did yeah. not get caught in the mix. Um, I, I, I thought it was pretty cool. And, you know, they, they now kind of landed with a little bit of interesting uh, storytelling, you know, uh, where Asuka won the title because of uh, Ronda. Uh, you had Asuka losing her streak to Charlotte. Like everyone's tied in together. Even going back yeah. to, to Ronda's debut, the first three people she stood up to were Charlotte, Asuka, who just won the Rumble, and now uh, Alexa Bliss, who is yeah. unfortunately not in the mix. But just everyone's now sort of tied a little bit neater together. Yeah. And I, I, and, uh, a lot of times, you know, maybe this may be a scenario where they just kind of fell face first into it. You can kind of criticize them for not doing long form storytelling in WWE, but it all feels a little bit more cohesive and a little bit tighter now that everyone's been brought into this feud. Right. And that's not to say that this was necessarily the plan from the start. No, 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 no. <laughs> they, they just noticed they had two ropes that were tied together and they could pull it a little bit neater. That, that's right. what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but it works out. And like you said, everybody came out uh, elevated. Um, yeah. You know, it gives uh, gives Ronnie Rousey a little more motivation, you know, to to go after these two and then have this heat. And, you know, obviously she had her beef with Charlotte. Most of her stuff with Becky is, has been on Twitter, uh, which were sh- Becky continues to own everybody including Lars Sullivan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, owning him. And I don't know what the fuck Rhonda's doing. Rhonda's showing that no one in MMA knows how to shit talk. Holy no, fuck. Really bad. And really not PG either. Some yeah, of her, some of her yeah. stuff really kind of gets out there. I'm wondering if, uh, yeah, the gay panic gimmick works out great in 2019. Uh, way to well, go. Kind of widely established that she's kind of a garbage person. Yes, uh, this is true. She's one of the, she's a Sandy hook denier and all yep. these other terrible mm-hmm. things. Uh, but inside the ring, you know, and then her character inside WWE is, is pretty spot on. Um, and I, I found, I found myself staring at her legs a lot during that match. She has really nice legs, Uh, (laughs) during her match with, uh, with Nia Jax. I was like, just transfixed by, I was like, Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, I realized we didn't, we didn't cover it. Uh, the, the uh ronda nia jacks match it was good it was yeah really good. yeah ronda looked like a beast like yeah her her transitions <laughs> into the arm bar and everything else were like super entertaining to watch yeah and um, she's she's really you know g- good at selling and you know and 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 taking the heat and she just you know it, it kind of went the way it needed to go you know to, uh yeah not to mean a Nia Jax is, you know, this big uh, unmovable object. Not she's not an irresistible force. That's the wrong one. Yes. Um, but uh, but Ron, you know, Rhonda is legit and and proved uh, as such. And I'm just I'm just trying to figure out. Um, I'm just baffled by it. The physics behind Rhonda's top in the match <laughs> um, because it seems like it's held together by like very. Spaghetti stringy sort of things in the back. And granted, she doesn't have a ton to hold in place up top. Um, but it's just it, I just don't know how it, it physically uh all stays in there. I'm I I've done like some uh some mathematic um uh, calculations on it and I just I just can't figure it out. I don't all know. All right, we we need the sports bra truthers with the OG 538 <laughs> to jump in and break Chime that one down here. for us. Hey, hey figure it out for me because I'm not very good at number crunching over here. <laughs> you know, I, I went I went full Zach Galifianakis in the hangover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. cards with like you know numbers floating. Uh, yeah, just, you you were that 
weird blonde lady <laughs> meme where all the calculations were going around your head. Yeah, um, that was me, but I like it. So that was TLC, and then that brought us to Raw on Monday, which was the beginning of a brand new era in the WWE. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say a sentence that might be controversial. I didn't hate it. <clears throat> okay, why not? So some things are very much the same, obviously. You know, if you had taken out that opening segment of Raw, mm-hmm. Same shit, different day. Yeah. But there are these small little things that happened over the course of the show, which felt better. Okay. Not necessarily super different, not necessarily like things are going to improve, but both Raw and SmackDown this week felt easier to watch, if that makes sense. Um, SmackDown hasn't really been. Yeah, SmackDown hasn't been anywhere. But uh, so, you know. Uh, Finn Balor got a pretty substantial win, and it seems like Finn Balor is actually going to be a guy again, you know, in the mix. Uh, You had uh, the doing away with the uh, obvious, oh, you lost your title, so you're going to get a rematch clause. I don't know if this was a one-time thing for the Methods of Mayhem or if it's going to be an ongoing thing, but, uh, (laughs) you know, I like the fact that was tossed out. Um, I'm a little bummed, you know, about the the whole dropping of like Alexa as a GM and Paige as a GM. That's a little bit of yeah. a bummer. Um, but on the whole, it did kind of start to feel like they are considering dropping some of the ongoing storytelling tropes that we're so accustomed to in WWE. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, yes, you have McMahon's up top. The answer to everything isn't more McMahon. Yeah, um, I'm hoping you know, this is a one week thing. I'm yeah. I'm hoping that and, and and I recognize next week's shows don't count because they're Christmas right. Eve and Christmas Day. Well, and but they I'm were hoping. taped the same day as last week's shows. Right. So all four of those people are there. Um, and yeah, and you know there is there's at least one um good reason to watch the Christmas Day SmackDown. Um, yes. Uh, we won't spoil it for you. you no. know, spoilers are out there if you want to read them. But... I think even WWE spoiled that one. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's probably going to be worth it to watch, uh, at yes. least for that. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, we knew Vince was going to pop the ratings, and he did. Uh, yeah, nearly half a million more viewers or something Not like surprisingly that. enough, all 25 plus, um, because, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, attitude exactly. remarks sticking around like us. Um, but, you know, is it something that's going to uh, continue on an ongoing basis? How is it going to look in, you know, the the raw of January 17th? You know, is, is Vince going to be there? Are all four of them going to be there? Are they all going to continue to be on the same page? Because that was kind of their thing. We're, we're, we're forming yeah. this unified front of, of the non-authority uh, McMahon authority. Um, and we're all on the same page, but you know, that's not going to last forever yeah. uh, because it's pro wrestling. Uh, and it's because what Vince McMahon does, you know, they'll, they'll branch off and it'll be Steph and trips against uh, Shane and Shane Vince and, and you know, the whole nine. Yeah. WrestleMania match that I'll go to the bathroom during. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if, if, like you said, they continue to, you know, kind of tweak and slyly eliminate some of the tropes that we've gotten so tired of, then maybe it can be for the better. Uh, but it just seems, it, it just seemed like a, like cheap, 
sort of, oh, okay, well, it's going to be a new era, but uh, it's going to be the McMahons, and it's going to be us, and we're going to be in charge, and it's going to be great, and we're going to listen to you. And do you don't want to yeah. listen to us as yeah, a whole? Yeah, you really don't. I mean, you, really you, and, don't. you and I, Marty, specifically, yes, you want to yeah. listen to us. But oh, as, absolutely. As a whole. And you, want, and you know what? You want to listen to the entire Realm Network. That's what you want to do, WWE. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Hire Russo back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Dude's got some ideas, man. He, know, he knows what he's doing. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you know, it, it's just, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. But I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not holding my breath that it's going to be right. Uh, you know, NXT booking on a on a main main. No, show no, I, I don't think that's what it's going to be at all. And 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 I recognize uh, on this show, I've also been, uh, you know, I was the guy that after the the week where Roman announced his leukemia, Dean turned. I'm like, ah, WWE booked in their corner. It's always good. And then it was total shit. Yeah, uh, I, I. I'm hoping that we get some good things. Now, that being said, if come whatever, what's it going to be? The New Year's, I guess the New Year's Eve Raw, or maybe the one after that. So I guess it would be January 6th Raw. Uh, If it's still, here's a 20-minute segment where an authority figure yells at the top baby face, and then they set up a six-man tag for later on in the show. Like, if it's the same fucking playbook, as yeah. every Raw you've seen since Austin McMahon, then yeah, they lost the fucking plot, and you know we're all dumber for having believed it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just hoping that there is some semblance of doing things differently. Like if Raw just opened with a match, yeah. Raw comes on and one guy comes out and another guy comes out and they have a match and 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 it's good and like this isn't this isn't that hard like i know that there were guys uh on the writing staff both current and former jumping all over twitter and guys like even seth rollins jumping in saying you don't know how hard it is to write five hours of television i know it's difficult to write five hours of television but it's pro wrestling like more than half of it is pro wrestling yeah yeah (laughs) all all you really need to do is go okay uh let's have like three matches an hour and then you have nine matches and that's it (laughs) there you go yeah. Like that's your show. I, I, it's not that hard, or it shouldn't be. I mean, no. the NFL doesn't go. Oh, it's really hard to produce four hours for every football game. No, it's not. They have one team and another team, and then they put them on TV. <laughs> like that's it. Yes, you're right. And you know, it's it's a part of too many cooks in the kitchen. It's a part of too much power, veto power up at the top. Uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, maybe Vince McMahon will uh, will take a cue from the commander in chief and uh, do a, a shutdown of Raw one week because he's not happy uh, over you know not getting funding for a new announce table or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. New Titan Tron. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how it's gonna build play that out. Tron. <laughs> yeah, he's a lucha know. house party. <laughs> Stole my fucking joke. God damn it! <laughs> I hate when you do that. Oh, sorry, buddy. Uh, but the Canadian, but, but Owens, Owens is fine, and yeah, Zane is yeah, fine, exactly. and Bobby Roode is fine. Roode's Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah, he is Canadian. He's a Canadian. Yeah. So, um, speak. Uh, just a sidetrack on Canadians. Um, yes. I uh, after TLC, I I wasn't I took off of work the the following day, so I I stayed up and watched the Edge and Christian show for the first time. I'd never seen an episode of it. Is and it any good? It was. I chuckled more than a couple times. Oh well, there you it, go. It's like a stupid. It's like, it's like Robot Chicken, but live action and with WWE people. 
that sounds fun. Yeah, like, it was it was kind of my speed. I'm like, oh, maybe I should go back and rewatch some of these because, um, you know, I just, you know, left the network going as I was yeah. laying there uh, pantsless. And I was like, OK, yeah, this is uh, this is OK. There's some there was some funny stuff in there. Uh, there's so. actually a whole bunch of like one off WWE shows that are going to be premiering over the next week on the network. Yes, there uh, are. including our fashion police coming back. Yes, yes. The, the fashion police one off fashion police cold case. So happy. Um, there's botch club, which is, uh, the good brothers, yeah. uh, gallows and Anderson looking at botches. Uh-huh. Um, there is a, like a WWE cooking show, like a yeah. cooking competition. I think they've been doing like a cooking show on the YouTube, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Channel or something, um, uh, which I've heard is actually kind of entertaining, which surprisingly enough, considering how much I love cooking shows, I haven't watched yet. Um, and I think there's also going to be some kind of video game theme thing with, uh, with Xavier Woods in there yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah, you know, uh, Hey, you know, they're trying new things. Hopefully I'm just hoping for a weekly 15 minute fashion files episode. That'd be killer. I would love yeah. that on the network. <laughs> Uh, anything to do with Tyler Breeze would be the way to go. Dude had a, dude had a good week. Uh, he he did have a good week. That being said, man, uh, that there was a clear difference between him being the surprise opponent for Ricochet on NXT the week right. prior, and then the man being the surprise opponent for Dean Ambrose on Raw. Yeah, Woo! very yeah. very different scenarios. Ooh. Treated completely differently. A little lukewarm there on Raw. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't really have that uh, hit, have that fire that he got down at full sale. Um, but but he's you know at least they gave him a chance to go out there and do what he does, and he does it really mm-hmm. well. So yeah, um, good on him. I'm looking forward to Dango uh, completing his uh, his rehab and coming back and maybe getting uh, another run as as the Fashion Police as a uh, as a as a competent tag team on whichever brand they're on. I think. I thought Breeze was on SmackDown, but maybe that changed last year and I just forgot about it. I don't yeah, know. I, I honestly don't recall myself. Um, uh, what do you think about the group of call-ups from NXT? Um, <clears throat> so Lars Sullivan was a given. He Those yeah. vignettes have, have been airing for a while, though, and he's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Um, I would imagine he's going to SmackDown because it would be odd to have Braun and Lars on the same show at the same time right now. Um, So I feel like SmackDown's kind of missing that monster. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, maybe if you set up something down the line of, of a David Goliath, Lars Sullivan versus Daniel Bryan thing, uh, that could be really fun. That could be a lot of fun. It it actually kind of reminds me of uh, when Daniel Bryan was feuding with Mark Henry, which surprisingly was like a really fun feud. Yeah, that was, that was really good. That was hall of pain. Mark Henry. If I I recall, that was such a great gimmick. I love the hall of pain. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, Lars Sullivan was a no brainer. Lacey Evans kind of had me scratching my head a little bit. Um, she checks all the Vince McMahon boxes though. She's a blonde bombshell. She's, she knows her gimmick really well and performs it really well. Mm -hmm. And I think she's actually probably a better fit on the main roster than an NXT because aside from the gimmick, her in-ring style definitely is a lot more main rostery than, uh, than, than NXT in-ring She's not a work rate gal at all. But her gimmick is great and she, you know, really knows how to sell it. So I think, I think she could be okay. Um, I'm guessing. She knows how to sell being kind of a uh, uh, right leaning bitch. Yes, yeah. yes, that's <laughs> yeah. that's a, that's a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> like you said, it checks all of Vince's boxes. <laughs> uh, she probably donated to the wall. Go fund me. Um, there's uh, 
who else we have? We have heavy machinery, uh, yeah. which, you know, stakes and weights. Uh, if I have one um, critique about uh, heavy machinery, it's that Tucker Knight's singlet is cut a little too high up the thigh. Uh, it's almost to like Borat levels of of, of, mm -hmm. of cross triangle there. Uh, which That's my only complaint about those guys, because uh, Otis is is fucking fantastic um yeah. and uh, it's just i love the the like his 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 vocalizations through the match and uh he's just, he's just a big fucking goofball he's chris farley uh in oh, the yeah. wrestling ring um, 100%, 100%. so yeah that checks my uh that checks off my box there they are um, gonna be great on main event let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i mean we'll 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 see where do you think they go you think they go to raw I think they go to Raw. I, I, I think they're going to go to Raw. I think the Raw tag team division, which could really use it. Yeah, they're going to be in a never-ending feud with the B team. Like I, I uh, you have you have low hopes. Uh, I have realistic hopes. Come on, man! Like uh, Otis and waits. Otis is definitely going to be one of those guys who has a surprisingly long career as dude who pops up in backstage promos. Like he's <laughs> he's going to be he's like our truth. Yeah, he's going to be our truth. He's going to be Ron Simmons. You know, he's just going to be that because he's got that face. You know, yeah. I, he, he has a face that I can hear Vince McMahon cackling already just yeah. looking at him. <laughs> uh, and, and that seems to give guys a career for life. Yeah. Um, Dr. Nice, the Genetti, clearly. Yes. Yeah. I, I fucking forgot his name. I was like, it's Otis <laughs> and the other guy. Good for them. Um uh much how you know on this show i'm not justin uh, it's the same it's the same Wait, sort of career trajectory yeah You're, oh yeah oh okay yeah. i see because yeah. with the cats and you know house yeah. and stuff mm -hmm. there's a lot of similarities there exactly exactly gotcha. um so uh ec3 coming up yep probably the going to be the biggest star of the bunch if if i'm honest uh although he does have a touch of could go bobby rude in a heartbeat well uh, yeah uh but he, he's kind of like lacey evans in that he's not really groomed for nxt he, yeah. he's a main roster sort of guy you know the gimmick is great um his his work rate is not nxt caliber um as we saw with that match of dream at the takeover and a couple of yeah. he's just he's yeah. not as not as good and fluid i mean he, had, he actually had a pretty decent match with uh, bobby fish a week or two ago um which which was fun, but it's not he like he murdered Bobby Fish on a powerbomb in that match too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Good that was brutal God. as hell. Um, but he's not like you know he's not a riddle or a dream no, or, or no. a he, black he's, or something like he's that. He's not a work rate guy, no. and and that's okay. Uh, I, I could guy. see him on SmackDown. I think that's where he's getting wind up. Uh, yeah, that could be fun. I'm 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 cool with that. There's some fun uh some fun matches over there for him. Uh, Rusev, him and Miz would be really fun. Him and Miz would be great. They made they made uh, form a tag team. Miz yeah. C Miz C three uh <laughs> calling it now copyright uh 12 23 2018 11 42 a.m yeah ms c3 uh so that's uh that's gonna happen um and then nikki cross uh, yeah. the sixth. So, I mean, that was only a matter of time before that happened. Absolutely. Um, the only question Smackdown, is Smackdown, I guess. Yeah. The only question is, does she go full sanity and show up with, uh, you know, with the rest of the, the those guys there who finally reemerged from their slumber um, under the card and, uh, and and showed up on Smackdown this past week. So maybe that's kind of a reintroduction uh, for them to get back into it. And then Nikki will join them as the uh, the uh, the wild card. 
So to speak on SmackDown, was it kind of weird that the commentators basically said, oh, the Usos, the bar and the New Day, they keep going against each other again and again and again. And then in the same show, be like, oh, the the Good Brothers and Sanity are on the show for the first time since August. Uh, yeah, that one. I was like, wow, really? It's been that long. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of a double edged sword because, as you know, we go on and we, we talk about how great the Usos and the New Day are and the bar and the Usos are and the bar and the New Day are. And we, we talk about how much we love those matches. And, you know, they've they given are us good. They've given us what we liked. But then we also remember that there are these other teams here that are fine competitors and good competitors uh, in their own right, um, but haven't really gotten the chance. So it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a catch 22. Um, but at a certain point, you know, you get tired of same, seeing the same three teams fight for the title. So, you know, give one of these other guys uh, a shot here. So it, it, it was a little shocking to hear. It's been like four months. Yeah. That, that's yeah. The third of the year uh, since they've been on TV, which, you know, when you hear it like that is kind of shocking. Um, but we get just get so caught up in in the greatness of those, you know, really, really, really good tag teams that we had. It was like, OK, all right, well, let's 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 give these guys a go. Yeah, and uh, both both teams looked really good on Tuesday. Hopefully this means that there's more planned for both teams. I, I wouldn't mind seeing either one of them on my television more regularly because yeah. they're both really enjoyable duos. Or, well, one case is a trio, but um, they're, they're very enjoyable teams, and, yeah. and I, I'd like to see them in the mix. I mean, uh, you know, there were... They ran, what was it, New Day versus Sanity in a tables match a few pay-per-views yep. back. Yeah, uh, I thought... Much. Yeah, yeah I, I thought that was really fun. Like, yeah. I, I'd like to see more of that. Um, but uh, SmackDown was, of the two shows, the least shaken up. The The loss of Paige as a GM is kind of a bummer because I thought she was the closest to a unique GM they've had in a while. I yeah, mean, she was she was really good at that. Um, yeah. I was kind of leery uh, at first, but she really kind of fell into a comfortable groove with it. And and storyline wise and performer wise, she she really knocked it out of the park. Her decisions, you know, made sense. They were for the greater good or, you know, best mm. for business without really saying it. Um, and, and she was good. So I think part of the reason I read that she was uh, kind of taken off because she's going to go do a promotional tour for the uh, fighting with my family flick. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't like a punishment for her it was kind of there was a reason behind it which is good because i was you know i'm like oh she's kind of like an innocent bystander in this whole you know re-emergence of the mcmahon faction um but you know once i read that it kind of made sense so hopefully they they find a spot for her uh once that's done and you know whatever happens with the mcmahons happens um but yeah it didn't seem smackdown didn't seem that much different than than what we've seen aside from no page uh vince mcmahon appearance and a couple tag teams we hadn't seen in a while (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I will say uh, some of the the Vince McMahon interactions with the SmackDown roster, because we don't really get to see that too often. Yeah, it's been a really fun long time. Uh, You know, seeing Vince McMahon interact with Charlotte, Asuka and Becky was fun. Uh, Miz asking for Vince's approval of teaming with Shane McMahon was a lot of fun. Uh, But the most fun thing was the main event tag match this week. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. Mustafa Ali getting... The rocket strapped to his back. Uh, Good on AJ him, and Mustafa Ali against CN Almas and Daniel Bryan. Uh, a great fucking TV match. Uh, yeah. 
and Ali gets the clean win with the uh, 054. Yeah, which yeah. is really hard to say. Uh, yes. <laughs> I keep but, wanting to say 504, and that's not it. <laughs> but really, those are four of the best workers, you know, in in the company as a whole in yeah. one match. So that was that was really exciting. And and Brian and Almas, I just you know love those two uh, as a team in styles and you know uh mustafa ali like you said getting the rocket strapped to him couldn't be more happy for him because he's really gone out there every opportunity he's had just yeah. knocked it out of the park yeah. um yeah. and yeah it was a little shocking uh for him to have pinned the wwe champion uh like that but uh curious to see how it all plays out um you know, are they going to run back another Styles Daniel Bryan match, or was this pretty much it? Because uh, he's still, you know, kind of in in the mix there. Um, uh, hopefully next week. I, I didn't read all the all the spoilers. At least didn't pay mm-hmm. attention to them. Uh, Mustafa Ali and uh, Almas is something I really want to see. Uh, yes, yeah, I, I, I want to see that also. And, and honestly, uh, one of the things I always loved over the years about the Rumble is a lot of times for the Royal Rumble matches or prior to the Royal Rumble matches, you get like the champion defending against a challenger you wouldn't normally see. Yeah. Daniel Bryan versus Mustafa Ali could be real fun. Hell yeah. Go in that direction. Hell yeah, brother. I'll take that. Let's yeah. uh, let's put the ink to paper on that. Let's let's make that happen. Cause yeah. You know, uh, I'm sure that Daniel Bryan could find some more things about Mustafa Ali he doesn't like, aside from the fact that he drives an SUV. Um, hopefully, not. I mean, too he could get nuclear heat. Yeah, he get nuclear heat, and just say, "Dude was a cop," and just like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think Daniel Bryan is in riot causing mode yet. No. I, don't, I don't think he's at that stage of his yieldum. But if he no. wants to, yeah, yeah, in the back just, pocket there. That's your. Yeah. Uh, that's your ace under the sleeve right there. Uh, but it, it is interesting because a uh, story came out this week that the reason why Mustafa Ali got the call up from 205, got the push as this guy, is AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan are apparently now locker room leaders on the SmackDown side, and why they, they pulled for him. Yeah. It, it's so crazy to me that year of our, you know, year of our Lord 2018, yeah. AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan are WWE locker room leaders who are using their sway to get a CWC alternate brought to the main roster and pushed in the main mix. Like, yeah. what the fuck? I know. It's, that's a weird statement to hear, but it's, yeah. it's true and it's good. I mean, you think about the SmackDown roster, who else is going to, you know, lead the charge back there? Orton's- oh, yeah. Orton has a limited schedule, so he's not there often enough. And really, at at the top of the card, you know, Mysterio is just coming back, so he doesn't even know half the people in there, probably. Yeah. So uh, you you think about it, and they they are kind of the logical choices to be the uh, be be the guys back there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just you know for for a guy who you know watched them come up, and they were always you know in that realm of. Uh, the vanilla midgets, if yeah. you will, to to see them go from that to be indie, the indie yeah. guys running yeah. the asylum. Exactly, it's yeah. it's so crazy. Um, yeah. I will say, if you haven't watched it, uh, there was another one of those WWE the day ofs posted on YouTube. Um, there was a, there was a really good one with Becky Lynch the day she found out about her concussion and broken face. Uh, they okay. posted one with Daniel Bryan day of TLC 2018, uh, which includes the aforementioned uh, Daisy the Cow promo. Um, it's really great. It, it rides that line of being in character and out of character. Yeah. Um, it, it, it basically 
the way this whole thing is shot and produced and put together, it's the way I want WWE programming to be. It, it's it's slick, it's stylish, it's cinematic, but it feels realer and more gritty. Like it, right. I, I highly recommend you check it out. It's over on the uh, WWE YouTube page, and it might be on the network now also. But is it yeah. shot kind of like the Chronicles are? Or yes, yes, okay. very akin to Chronicle. Right. Um, I, I think it's uh, I think the day of stuff is the the brainchild of that uh, Giancarlo Ditmo guy who they signed from the indies who did all the okay. joey janela stuff because okay. um, it's it's got his fingerprints all over it the the same you know super slick camera work and yeah yeah it's it's really really good highly recommend you check it out and god damn it i just want wwe programming to be like this you know give give me live matches and give me pre-taped awesome shit like this like yeah it, yeah. It's not that hard. Uh, <laughs> you, you, can, you can sell the story outside yeah. of the show and have the show be for the matches. It's yeah. really, it's, it's not. It's not what that UFC hard. does, and they're making yeah. money hand over fist. I mean, I, I know that they aren't making WWE money, but WWE money is right now just because they've been around for 35 years. Well, also, they're not going to Saudi Arabia. Either. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's true. That's true. Yeah. They'll be doing twice again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Can't yeah. wait. Maybe this time, you know what? Let's get two for one. Let's kill some more journalists at the same time and make it just whoa, as awkward. Whoa, whoa. Let's make it real weird. Can we get Michael P.S. Hayes a press pass? <laughs> Please? <laughs> like one of those stupid hats with a little press uh, press ticket coming out of the top because he likes to look like an asshole? It's perfect for him. <laughs> I broke Marty. <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. The WWE Network is making an effort to have programming for all walks of life. From your pure pro wrestling action to fantastic reality-based programs, the WWE is excited for its network. And why not introduce a new sitcom? Using the best of CGI and holographic technology, the WWE presents That's So Macho! On the next episode of That's So Macho... Dad, kids at school are teasing me, and I don't know how to get them to like me. Remember that one time WCW made me use Sid Vicious as a bodyguard, but he never did anything. Ooh, it sucked. Hey, hey, macho, you want to help me uh, stock these shelves? You're going to sit around being, you know, macho all day long. I had a rap album one time. No one liked it. Not even the people that helped me make it. Yeah, please buy one. It goes to my estate. I've seen a lot of macho men in my time, macho, but you're probably one of the most savage. (laughs) See you at the bake sale this weekend. 
I had a girlfriend that was 38 years younger than I was. And I gave her the business. Ooh, yeah. I made her call me Bobby the Brain. And I licked my brain. It's the nickname for my balls. Mm. Smell like Slim Jims. That's so macho on the new WWE Network. Watch my show or I'll fucking haunt you. No one wants to wake up in the middle of the night and hear boo. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Macho activity. <laughs>